drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. It is picked up by the line. Darius Slade's got it. Coming back right side, 25. Picks up a block at the 30. Darius at the 40. Drink it in, drink it in. Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. Rolls to the right, Stafford throws deep. Got a man out there, Enzo, caught, touchdown to Torbeyer, Marvin Jones. Drink it in, drink it in. Touchdown to Twin Lions. Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. Detroit Kool-Aid, what is going on everybody? We are back and we are back here. This is Saturday afternoon. Me and Griffka are recording early this week. Um, Griffka is going to be out with the family, enjoying a vacation. And this is one of the times I don't beat him up for it because there's nothing important going on. I don't know, like the NFL draft. But uh We've got a lot of news and notes to talk about. The Lions doing some big things. We'll get into that here in a moment. But um, this show is going to be our season predictions. Me and Grifka love to kind of split the schedule in half, do eight games apiece. We're going to do the first eight games here today, give you our thoughts, our feelings, probably get into a few arguments and give you those uh, winners and losers and probably even throw some scores in there too. make sure we get those score predictions. So it should be a good show. With all that being said, Grifka, what's going on, buddy? Oh, man, you know me. I love these shows. Now, this is why I got up early this morning. I knew we were doing this. Made a big batch of Honolulu Blue Kool-Aid. Got a big glass of it sitting next to me right now. Ready to do these predictions, man. Maybe even go 16-0. and 16-0 for the Lions this year, man. How about that? Oh, baby! <laughs> Grifka, I've got a big batch of Kool-Aid as well. Honolulu Blue Super Bowl flavor. That's my favorite flavor for our Lions, and uh, it should be fun. We'll see what we come out with with these predictions. But uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's talk some news and notes, Grifka. The, just yesterday, towards the end of the workday, on a Friday, the Detroit Lions come out of the woodwork and they sign... Mike Daniels, big old defensive tackle. You had asked him about you had asked me about him on a previous show. There's a bell for you. I gave you a long diatribe about how like I love Mike Daniels as a football player. I love um, what he brings. I think he's got two to three good years left. He's a big nasty guy, got tree trunks for arms. Uh, mean on the field, good personality, probably a good guy in the locker room. Staying in the division, as I said, I hoped he didn't, except, I guess, if he's on the Lions. And the Lions pizzayed him. Oh, my goodness. They gave him $9 bucks. They gave him 7 to 8 of that guaranteed. That's starter-type money. I mean, I don't know what's going on with Sean, but I know that if we can keep him and Mike Daniels and Snacks and Trey Flowers, good luck, NFL, because you ain't going to be running on this team. You ain't going to be doing anything on this defense. Um, I'm game for it. You know, like I said, I didn't think he'd come here, but now that he is, uh, I couldn't be more fired up. So, uh, Grifka, what's your thoughts? Me? I love this signing. It's one of those guys, he's, he's big. He was a pro bowler a couple years ago. Yeah, he was injured last year a little bit, so you might be worried about that a little bit. But he's a guy, he, I, I read, that he actually turned down more money at other places to come here and play with Detroit, Matt Pat. I mean, 
thing. I think that says a lot because I know we've discussed this in the past. You guys actually want to come here. I mean, it wasn't the biggest dollar sign. He was getting a couple other spots. We're looking to pay him a little more, and he came here. So it's big. So I I don't know if this is going to mean the Lions are going to run more four-man sets up front, you know, four more four threes, or they might run that, that defense you see every once in a while where you have like a rush end. A nose tackle, which would be snacks, and the position like the defensive tackle, you know, and that guy kind of plays between the um, the guard tackle on the other end. But I know looking at um, was it I read that Mike Daniels the stats he's one he's one of the better interior defensive linemen at getting pressure on the quarterback. Now I know Matt Patty likes to run that defense where like the defensive line the middle kind of holds their area and lets the linebackers make the plays. But I, I believe in this division. It's it, it's going to mean something for like the Lions defensive linemen to be able to get some pressure. So especially you know Aaron Rodgers, he likes to step up in the pocket. Um, you know Mitch Trubisky, sorry, you're never going to be Mitchell. You're always going to be Mitch. You know you know getting that guy. And then I still don't think Kirk Cousins. He's still kind of a statue back there. He's not real fleet of foot. You know being able to apply hold, hold on, Drifka. You said yeah, Kirk Cousins. He, I mean he's he's like okay, but he's uh, what? He's overrated big time. <laughs> I mean, he's also not that... Um... He's not that great. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right, continue. Yeah, so I love the signing. Yeah, they gave him some money. It's only a one-year deal, so the Lions have that. We, we talked about how much you know salary cap they had left, but I love the signing. Gosh, it's going to... I mean, that rotation, like you said, Sean, Mike Daniels, and Snacks, <laughs> That's gonna that's going to be some dominating guys down there. Yeah, man, uh, good takes there. Uh, one thing I love too is kind of when this came out, you know, I was, uh, you know, I was excited, you know, glad to add this type of football player to an already good defense. But I did put, you know, let's see what the money is. And then when the money came out, you know, it was, it was a one-year deal, but it was no, you know, three, four million bucks. I mean, it was a good chunk of change. So again, this is why Bobby Quinn saves that type of money. But there was a part of me when I saw it going, hmm. I wonder what Snacks feels about this. I mean, this guy wants more dough, and here you go, and you give a, a guy off the street basically uh, nine mil. I, I, I want to say Snacks make like seven, so I didn't know how that would sit. Sure enough, so, or soon after that on Twitter, it comes out. Snacks puts out tweet. Y'all, y'all don't realize this is my dog. I mean, Grifka, I think we just added a dog, as I often say, and his name's Mike Daniels. So um, him and Snacks being boys and him being happy with it was really cool to see. I, that kind of relieved me of any worries I had about issues, money, uh, you know, why are you paying this guy when you need to pay me? Uh, made me feel really good. So I thought that was good as well. Yeah, it's nice that uh, Snacks will be happy. Like you said, it's always nice to have your boys down there in the, in the trenches with you. So if he's happy... Maybe, like you said, maybe at some point the Lions will throw a little more cash his way, equal them up, see how they do. Um, I'm glad it's one of those things where it doesn't sound like it's just, you know, rhetoric saying, yeah, this is my boy, I'm happy he's here. That, And then you, it, you get those undertones of it's kind of like, you know, they're butting heads because, you know, like you said, you know, Snacks has been asking for his money and they bring another guy in and give him a little more money. So, if you know, I, I'm, I don't believe it's that, but if it's going to be huge, man, down there, I mean, gosh, it's going to be one dominating defensive line. Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch, man. Like I said, Mike Daniels, I don't know if he's from Michigan or Detroit, but I think he has some ties. And then he also did a, you know, top 100 players about Matt Stafford, had a lot of good things to say. So I think he'll come right in here and be a 
a really nice piece to add, you know, barring health. And uh, like I say, I think he still has some gas tank, le uh, gas left in the tank. So Grifka, we got to get to our predictions, but I do want to hit on another thing. Again, we're recording Saturday midday. I pulled up the old Matt Pat presser today and he started off the uh, presser saying, Hey, we've added Mike Daniels and uh, we've released Theo Riddick. Um, surprising to see but we had talked about it that if you did release him he was going to have um you know that three four million dollars of cap relief so bobby quinn probably said hey i got a chance to get this big you know physical kind of nasty defensive tackle to kind of add to my rotation pay him nine and then save the three four million with theo doesn't make it as uh as bad on the on the books there i uh, i was a little surprised by this move but you know i i think theo just didn't fit you know, the versatile team they're trying to have, as well as a guy that, you know, Theo in the last couple of years hasn't produced and he hasn't shown the ability to kind of, you know, do more than just that same route he runs every time or break a bunch of tackles or take advantage of his run opportunities when he was given the, the chance to do so, barring injury to others. So I think they just felt like they had seen enough. I mean, I'm a Theo Riddick guy. I hope that he catches on somewhere. I hope that he can find a spot where they can use him creatively. I think he's still got probably two to four good years of football left in the right situation. And we'll see where and if he lands somewhere. I hope he lands on his feet. But uh, financially, I get why this move was made. And uh, like I say, now we got to turn to the running backs and keep our eye on them and see if they add a piece there or if they think they're okay when it comes to the end of preseason. But Theo Riddick gone, Grifka. I know this was one of the things you – you had sort of either advocated for or thought might happen, but I don't know that you thought it would happen this early. What are your thoughts? Yeah, this move right here, I, I think it's one of the Patriot-esque get rid of a guy a year early as opposed to a year late. Um, your take of him kind of like, you know, his production has fell off the last couple of years. Yeah, I hit the bell. I totally agree with you on that. And that's why I kind of thought maybe that's, that's why they wouldn't get rid of him this year. I thought maybe next year, was going to be the definite when his cat, his dead cap wasn't as much. I think it was down to like two million next year's dead cap, if I remember correctly. And this year, like you said, it's like around four. So I was thinking maybe they would hold on to him one more year, but maybe they're liking liking what they're seeing with you know the other running backs in the room, um, and they think they can make up for what you know Theo Riddick did. So I mean, like you said, I don't. I'm kind of sad to see him go. A few years ago, I simply thought he was the best running back on the team. I mean, we all know how we all how un, you know there was really no other running backs that were any you know could any good to be honest with you. So uh, I mean, it's kind of sad to see him go. And um, I don't think he'll be on the unemployment line very long because, like you said, I, I do believe he has at least a few more good years in him to kind of do what he does. That third down back, I always thought he was he was really good at picking up blitzes. And if nobody if nobody blitzed, he would, you know, like you said, you just run that little run out, out route out to the flat or, you know, up to, you know, between the line, you know, where the middle linebacker would usually play. So, I mean, like I said, kind of sad to see him go. You know, good luck, Theo. Hope you land on your feet. Sounds Grifka. Sounds good, Grifka. You gave the people a lot of uh, cornbread. And uh, all we can say is we're happy about these moves. Bobby Quinn had that piggy bank for a reason he used it and he made a hard cut today so everybody out there drink it in uh... grifka you ready to take a quick break and then get back into these predictions man we got games to talk about we got uh w's to chalk up i mean you ready to do this 
Yeah, season's right around the corner. I love doing this. <laughs> All right, everybody. We're going to take a quick break for our sponsor. Be right back uh, talking uh, game one, Arizona, working our way through uh, middle of the season there. So hang tight with us. Be right back. What's going on, Detroit Kool-Aid listeners? By now, most of you have probably heard of Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners get to build and manage their fantasy team just like an NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? It's time to go see what all the buzz in the Dynasty community is all about. I'm talking free agency, multi-year contracts, a rookie draft, multi-team trades, franchise tags, contract extensions, first round rookie options, automated contract and salary cap functionality, and much, much more. Think it sounds complicated? It's not. The best thing about Reality Sports Online Fantasy Front Office is it doesn't take any more time than a standard league. It just requires more strategy. Think you're among the fantasy elite? Well, this is the platform to test your mettle. Still not sure? You can test out your general manager skills for free in a mock free agency auction. If you like what you see, use promo code KOOLAID, one word lowercase, promo code KOOLAID, to receive a 10% discount on your team or league today. Fantasy just got real at realitysportsonline.com. Everybody, we're back. Let's not waste any time, Grifko. We got stuff to talk about. And when I was down at training camp, I looked Trey Flowers dead in his eyes. And I said, hey, Trey, you ever heard of this guy, Kyler Murray? Yeah, he's about four foot nothing. I said, will you please handle him on on game one? And he said, I got you. And I said, okay, let's go do this. Grifka, opening the season in Arizona, stupid 425 kickoff, which I hate. Um, The Lions playing the Cardinals. This is a game that, gosh, like, I'm nervous about it, but I would love us to just have all our ducks in a row and just go beat the tar out of this little midget at quarterback and these uh, wannabe skill players they're trying to put around with this gimmick offense. I, I hope Matt Pat, you know, shows his defensive prowess and just says, I don't care if you've, if I don't have much tape on you, like, this is the NFL. You can't run this BS offense with this little jabron at quarterback. We're going to come in and we're going to pass rush you. We're going to lock you up on the outsides. And then our offense is going to make your D look like Swiss cheese. I mean, I'm hoping this is a big win for the Lions, but it is a bit of a wild card football game. I'm going to be real nervous right up until this game gets going until I see what we got, because I think you're going to know pretty quickly in the first uh, quarter. Or so if this is going to be a whitewash or if we're going to be like, oh, man, we we got our hands full because they are running some gimmick, gimmick garbage type stuff. What are you thinking? Um, like you said, 425 starts. Those things are the worst, you know, for being on the East Coast or in the Eastern time zone. I hate those starts. But this is your typical death taxes and lines playing Arizona every year. So uh, this is the <laughs> game that we get to start off with. Um, the tape this is one of those things where, you know, Kingsbury runs like that. You know, like you said, gimmicky offense. So I, I don't envision like Kyler Murray just getting like your your token few snaps here and there in the preseason like you see until like the third you know the third game where the starters play into the third quarter I think he's going to get a lot of snaps just to get this offense down so I think the Lions will have some more tape on this guy and no one's like hey watch out for his scrambling ability and stuff like that but 
I, I can see the Lions just going out there and kind of like stomping a mud hole in, this, in these guys, you know, <laughs> you know, punching them in the face, taking the candy, walking away. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm nervous and I respect like every, you know, everyone, but, uh, I, yeah, I can see, yeah, Lions are going to win this game. And I, mean, I don't know, you want to do scores now or you just want to go with W's and L's? Let me know because they're going to win this game. I'll give you a score. Lions 24 and um, Arizona 10. Oh, yeah, we're, we're throwing out scores, Griffin. We got nothing to lose and uh, might as well do it now because, like you said, season is really only a handful of weeks away. So we got to get these in now. Um, you're pitching it back to me. I mean, if I put a score on this game, hmm. Yeah, it's a tough one to predict, I got to admit, but uh, I I would think, I do think Arizona may have a little bit better defense than they have had just because some of their younger guys are coming along and they've added a couple vets. Um, T. Swizzle over there is going to be nasty, like always, even though he's past his prime. So hmm, I still think the Lions offense and the run game might come out clicking against this type of team. And, and with the, the offense Arizona runs, unless they're in, absolutely incredible, are going to be moving quick. And if we're playing good D that's going to be mean more possessions, more turnovers, more um, possessions for the lions offense as well. So I'm going to go ahead and say, we're going to put up 31 here. Week one against the Cardinals and the Cardinals are going to put up 20. They're going to put up 24. So 31, 24 lions. It's a, it's going to be, you know, one of those games where I don't see our defense totally shutting them out, but, uh, I do see our offense getting going a little bit more. And, uh, yeah, gosh, given the Cardinals 24, I don't know. I'm going to stick with it, though. Like, so a touchdown win for the Lions. I'm sure I'll get a little loose here as we get going and give us some big victories because you always go seven or less, basically what you do. Yeah, I mean, that's it. uh, Double-digit victories are are tough to come by in the pros. Now, Grifka, you didn't go to your gimmick. I mean, this is an East Coast team basically heading west. You didn't go with the gimmick. That's automatic loss. That's usually your thing. Yeah, but they're playing Arizona. Arizona sucks. (laughs) All right, that's what I I was looking for. Grifka, week two, September 15th, Ford Field opener. Me and you will be there. We will be tailgating from morning until uh, kickoff time, we're going to have a blast. They're playing the Chargers, who's a heck of a good football team. But uh, it's starting to look like, unless things start to come together, Melvin Gordon has been said he may hold out through the preseason and even into the regular season. I mean, Melvin's my boy. I have him on a bunch of fantasy teams. But if he happened to miss this game against our Lions, I mean, I don't know that I'd be too upset. But whoever is there, we're going to play him. And, uh, man, this is a tough football game. I uh, I think the Lions are going to have to play their best, especially if they go ahead and win in Arizona. They'll have a little mojo, but they're going to have to bring everything they have to beat the Chargers. The Chargers are good on offense, defense, and that integral third part, Grifka, which is special teams. They can run it. They can pass it. They can get after your quarterback. They can stuff the run. They can blitz. They like to blitz and come after you crazy. So I, I think this is going to be a tough game. Uh, I'll pitch it to you before I give my uh, final final word and, and and score. What are you thinking about this game with us in the building? I mean, we're there. That's got to count for something. Yeah, home opener is always a raucous crowd. I mean, I know there was a stumbling block last year against the Jets where, you know, the Lions went up 7 nothing, real, real early. But uh, this is one of your things. Well, you know, what I always talk, get the bell. West Coast team coming east for a 1 o'clock start. It's going to be tough on them. Might take them. Um, 
might take the Chargers a little bit to get their legs underneath them, especially if Melvin Gordon's not playing or if, just, if he just came back like, you know, week one or if this is his first game, he's not going to have a sea legs yet. So that might be one of those things where the Lions are going to respect him, but maybe not think he's going to be in game shape, ready to go. Um, we all know Phillip Rivers can sling the ball around and th- that offense throws up some points. And I still think the defense is like one of those hit or miss hit or miss defenses. I think you can score some points on them, but um, just something quick here. I think the Lions, you know, defend the house this time. You know, week one, raucous crowd, West Coast team coming east. They win this game on a tight one, twenty-seven, twenty-four. I like it, Grifka. I, I can tell you're sipping that Detroit Kool Aid, which we love and the people love. Um, man, I. I... Hmm, I'm debating on this one, Griffka, because I I do like the Chargers so much. Uh, I, gosh, I might get our Lions off to a two and zero start with uh, a victory here, and I agree with you. The O might might come down a little bit, so I'm even going to go lower than you on this one. I think this one is maybe like 24 for our Lions, 21 Chargers. So that three point squeaker that you're happy to get out, maybe a last second field goal by Matt Prater. The people, me and you, we go home happy and uh, have a blast at that home opener. That's great to hear, man. I'm, I'm glad because I know how much you really like the Chargers. You, you want to take us to week three, Griffka? We're heading to Philly, one of your favorite places. Oh, yeah. I love I love Philly fans, man. They're, they're the best. I mean, you know, ESPN and Sal Palantonio, they're some of the wisest fans out there. Why? Just because they always freaking boo people. Oh, you didn't get a first down on your first drive. Boo. Forget Philly. <laughs> Philly fans are obnoxious. I mean, whatever. I mean, give me a break. I mean, everybody thinks like every wide receiver on the team's like Vince Papali or something like that. And, you know, they all love that guy. Forget it, man. Whatever. Forget Philadelphia. And every year they got to sign like 40 running backs because I don't know why the running back game is just freaking terrible. But once again, Philadelphia is a very tough place to play and they have Carson Wentz. So, gosh, and I know, was it the last time Detroit went to Philadelphia? I think, was, was it that? The one you went to and they came away with a W? I Was think so. Time? I mean, Philly's one of those teams they've been playing a lot as well. So I, I think they, they played them, but it was maybe back at Ford Field since then. But yeah, me and uh, my buddy Chops, as well as Dave and uh, um, his wife, Jerry, were out there. And oh my goodness, we had so much fun and came down to overtime. The Lions take it. Just watching Philly fan walk out with nothing to say was tremendous. I uh, I love to talk smack, but Griffka, I was kind of quiet that day just so I didn't have to deal with Philly fan. But uh, when we got the W, we were loving it. So, uh, B, we're rewinding that clock, man. Can we go into their house with their new revamped team and uh, and put some work on them? I mean, it'd be yeah. interesting to see, no doubt. Yeah, this, this is going to be a tough game, but I, I, I don't know. I think the Lions do stumble on this one, and they end up losing this one. Um, I'm going to say 24-16, Lions lose. All right, everybody, Grifka's got the first L. You can send your hate tweets to at Grifka DKC. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, that, that's a that's a logical answer, Grifka. I mean, I think, you know, Philly is a kind of a tough place to play. You know, everybody, well, they kind of revamped their team where they still have some good skill players, good defense, a couple other good options there. But I, I don't think they're world beaters, you know, especially this early in the season. I mean, at Philly on the road, I wish I kind of knew who Philly had to see if they would be stumbling or maybe they'd have, um, you know, uh, an undefeated record at this point. Gosh, I hate to do it. I'm going to kind of 
do what you do on everything I say, agree with you. And uh, I don't know. I think this still, because of the, the two offenses, well, like you say, the Lions got a crazy D, so I don't want to be giving people a ton of points. So maybe, maybe this is 21-20 Philly. You know, they just barely squeak us out in heartbreaking fashion, which would be tough. But I'll go with an L against Philly in their building. Okay, so we're both have both have lines at two and one going going into this one. Are uh, coming coming back home to play the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, let's get your take on this one first. What do you think about this uh, Kansas City team? You know, they're got a pretty high powered offense. You know, good defense. Um, but uh, once again, lines are back at home. So, what do you think about uh, this game against the Chiefs? Grifka, the Chiefs are good. They're real good um you know all the things that settled up with Tyreek Hill and their other skill players I mean this is not shaping up good for our Lions I wish this was in Arrowhead just because you know with it being in our house and with their type of skill players I do not like how this sets up for the Lions especially this early in the season where like there's not a lot of time where something was to come out about Tyreek Hill, or maybe they'd get Sammy Watkins hurt. Like he always gets hurt. Um, I think by week four, they're still going to be rolling and uh, gosh, just right for our bye week too. So I hope it doesn't get ugly, but this is definitely one. I see the lions not, not being able to keep up with their firepower. And uh, I don't know, their defense isn't that good, but it sure seemed to do okay last year when it needed to, or do just enough to let that offense do what they do. So, I, I mean, I see this maybe could be a, a track meet of some sort. Like maybe, maybe they put up a lot of points, but we come back because their defense is really not that solid. And uh, man, but they've added, they got D Ford, they've got uh, some other boys down there in the middle that are nasty. So, I don't know, Grifka. Not a very glowing review by me, but I don't see this as a good game for our team. Yeah, I, yeah, that 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 Kansas City offense—they just they can just sling it around, and they have Travis Kelsey, and we all know the Lions have always had difficulty covering tight ends, especially really really good ones. They use Travis Kelsey an awful lot there, and like you said, certainly a season. Sammy Watkins won't be hurt yet, and he he he's one that can stretch the field. So Rifka, you can't you can't redo my whole take. I mean, come on. Not, I, I said all this already. I'm not going to. So just relax. <laughs> but um, I think the only way the Lions are going to win this game is if they use that ball control offense that uh, Matt Pat is looking to run here. And that they're going to have to keep Kansas City off the field. But like you said, the, the defense has gotten better. And I think uh, Kansas City is going to throw up some points. And Detroit's just not going to be able to keep up. I think this is going to be the one. This is going to be Kansas City 34, Lions uh, 24. Yeah, I, uh, I'm going to throw my score out too. I think it's going to be 35, Kansas City. Like, uh, 35, uh, Kansas City, 24, Lions. So okay. I am uh, I am recording these two, Grifka, so... Uh, we will see how we do when it's all said and done. Like I say, nobody's bold enough except the Detroit Kool-Aid to come out this early and predict wins, scores, everything we got. So uh, so it should be good stuff, man. So that means at the uh, quarter poll, we have the Lions at 2-2 two and two going into the bye week. Yeah. Yeah. See, this is like 
that's a hard stretch. I mean, you got a wild card football team. You got the Chargers, who are a complete team. A road game at at Philly, who has a good team, and then you got the highest powered offense and probably the top top four team in the league coming to your house. So, if we get out of that stretch two two, I feel okay, and I. We got to keep this thing moving, Grifka, but I love the bye week. Not this early. I mean, I love for it to be later, but I love it right before we head to Green Bay for Monday Night Football. Grifka, me and you are taking our first road trip. We will be on the road. I mean, we're probably going to leave like sometime on Sunday, get there either in the evening or Monday morning, first thing. We are going to be looking for cheeseheads, Swiss, gargonzola, mozzarella, whoever's out there walking around. We are going to have a tailgate basically all day long at Lambeau. It's a bucket list item to kind of go to Lambeau. Um, Super pumped and it couldn't be better. Monday night football gives us all day to enjoy and coming off our bye week, two and two chance to beat somebody in the division to beat up Aaron on Aaron Rodgers in his house and have me and you view it in person. Oh my goodness. I cannot wait. I think this is a game. The lions are prepared for the weather is going to be fine. The crowd's going to be raucous. The lights are going to be on. And we're going to be there. So this is a game where I see the Lions coming out, putting up, you know, over 30 points on this team and absolutely doing some nasty things on there with their defense as well. Yeah, I totally agree with you on this. I mean, this is going to be the Lions are going to be hyped. Green Bay's got old man Rodgers back there. They got one good offensive lineman and, you know, David Bacchiotomy. Brian Balaga, he'll be hurt after the first snap week one like he always is. And then he'll show up back and, like, you know, he'll try to come back for this game and then he'll be hurt come, you know, the second snap because Brian Balaga can never stay on the field. I'm, like, watching stuff earlier, and all they're doing is talking about all these guys the last couple of years the Packers have drafted for defense. That's why they got rid of Mike Daniels. Yeah, Mike Daniels is going to have a freaking fire lit under him this time. He's going to be in that backfield tackling the no-name running back that Green Bay has, those those weak wide receivers that everybody thinks, oh, Devontae Adams is great. No, he's not. They're just going to put Slay on him. He ain't doing nothing. I don't care who we throw on the other side. It doesn't matter. Rodgers, he'll... You know, he'll be looking and he'll be whining for pass interference calls like he always does. You know, whatever. Lions are going to all go in there and club them on Monday Night Football in their house, whatever. Oh, Packers fans, they're so hyped. You know, whatever. Forget it, man. They're going to go in there and shut them down. You know, I know Brett Hundley's not on the team anymore to get sacked after the Lions knock out Aaron Rodgers. So whoever they throw back there, it doesn't freaking matter. It doesn't matter. Lions are going to go in there and club them. They're going to win this game 31-16. to 16. Good night, Green Bay. Nice seeing you. Thank you very much. Come to our house. We'll do the same thing when you come to Ford Field. But Aaron Rodgers won't be playing. He'll be looking to get sacked and get knocked out with a concussion like last time. Okay? Later. <laughs> He'll be over there with that sling on his arm like he always is and with that dumb Fu Manchu mustache of his. But uh, I love it, Grifka. I love the passion. I love it. The fact that we're going to be there is just – I still can't get over it, man. That's like a – it's like a dream come true to go to that type of game in that scenario. I think we need those shredder, cheese shredder hats that we need to bring, uh, find out, we'll get those on eBay or something and just go in there and, and shred some cheese. But uh, I love your take, 31-16. I mean, even though I said the defense is going to dominate, I mean, I think I'm going to go in and give them um, – I'm going to give our squad 28, and I'm going to give the Packers uh, – 17 so 28 17 still a, a double victories. digit victory in their house what blowout victories yeah yeah i think that you know like i say is there a chance that um 
you know, Aaron Rodgers has it cooking and we don't know health. We don't know anything at this early in the game, but I think the Lions just, uh, they've had Green Bay's number. You know, it's not really that intimidating of a place to play. Like, I think the crowd's going to be crazy, but it's not a hostile environment necessarily. It's just a really good football town. So I think that we'll be uh, in our element. And I think that, you know, all these numbers I'm given, I've given the Lions like, mid to upper twenties on almost every game here. Like uh, that just shows that I really feel like this offense, if healthy, which everybody says really has some firepower. And hopefully that that's the thing I thought that was missing last year. I thought like not only did the defense obviously really pick it up, but had we had a marginally good offense, like, you know, we win a lot of those games towards the end of the year, but we just couldn't do anything. So I think that's going to be turned around, you know, quite a bit, if not un- just enough to get us over the hump in some of these tight games. So I, uh, I hope they can really put up those mid to 20 points because I don't think many people are going to be putting up uh, mid twenties or thirties on us because our D is r- ridiculous, you know, other than, you know, the Kansas cities of the world who they put up basically 30 on everybody. So uh, Grifka, you better be ready to go, man. You better keep up with me when we're at that game, because that's going to be a once in a lifetime and that's going to be worth every penny. That's going to be great. I'm so looking forward to it. Yeah. Let's keep this moving, man. We got three more games to go. So um, we head out to – no, we come home to play the Vikings. We got the Vikings coming to Ford Field again mid-October in our house, 1 o'clock start. We know this team well. The Vikings somewhat had a down year last year. They do have a good football team. Comes down to uh, health at the running back position as well as – you know, how nasty will their defense be? Because it's been a couple of years. I mean, you were sitting here on this podcast going, uh, wh- why is Matt Stafford getting sacked like 10 plus times? That doesn't happen in football. Why, why is Matt Stafford getting hit on every play? Why Why can't we block anyone on the Minnesota Vikings? So I feel like if we sure that up, you know, yeah, they may have a pretty good defense. But as long as we just sure it up with the offensive line and keep Stafford a little bit more clean, I think we have the skill players to – to deal with these guys, it's in our house. You know, these are the games you have to win in the division at your house. This one I see being more of a nasty football game. I'll throw my score out of, you know, 20, 20 to 17 Lions. I got Nail this butter. victory as well at home. Yep. Matt Prater kicks the field goal to win it. Okay. Um, like you said, Minnesota, they, they always seem to have a good defense. And I, I think it's going to be another good defense that, they, that they're going to have this year. Um, they still have, you know, um, Diggs and Thielen at wide receiver, Delvin Cook at the running back. Their offensive line, I believe, is just average. And I think their quarterback, once again, he gets a lot of hype because, uh, especially here in Michigan, because he went to Michigan State. So people think he's better than what he actually is. I think he's, once again, not that great. And I think he's overpaid. I'm sure he's a nice guy and he does a lot for the community. But, you know, that doesn't win you football games. So, uh, once again, this is going to this is going to be a tight game. Yeah. It's going to be kind of back and forth. Um, I got the Lions winning this one 17-13. So, everybody, you heard it here first. This is what Grifka thinks about Kirk Cousins. Well, la-dee-frickin-da! And then when people say Kirk Cousins is good, Grifka says this. Ah! No. You don't like that call. I don't like that call. Not a very good call. When the Vikings pay Kirk Cousins, like, 
I don't know, hundred million guaranteed. Grifka says this. It's a bad decision. Period. Point blank. It was a, a one of the dumbest decisions I ever made. <laughs> so Grifka, I like your take. I think um, you know. Kirk Cousins may have a bit better year this year than he did last, but again, as you stated, he's not that great. Um, and I think the Lions will uh, expose him here at home. But I do think the Vikings are still a good football team. Like this is a good division. We haven't even got to that other team in uh, in Illinois yet. But uh, I think it's going to be a hard division. But I think if you take care of your home and then get a few wins on the road, like we're going to do in Green Bay and a, f- a few other places we should be set. So g- give me that score you had one more time so I can record this. Uh, 17-14 lines. All right, perfect. Grifka, kick us off um, at home against the Giants. Um, this one's going to be easy. Giants, <laughs> they're, they suck. I mean, they're, they suck. I, I don't know if Daniel Jones is going to be playing at this point, but this team's not good. They just lost. Giants just lost Corey Coleman with a torn ACL. I believe was it um, Shepard. He got hurt as well, so I don't know if he'll be back either. I know they got your boy Saquon, Mr. Saquon, but it doesn't matter. That is Lions, incredible. Lions can probably put 10 guys in the box and just have one defensive back cover both wide receivers for the Giants. That's how crappy their wide receivers are. So uh, it doesn't matter. We're talking We're talking. Big butt whooping here. Big butt whooping. I'm talking like 31 to 6. Thanks for showing up, Giants. Go on back, you know, next year when the Lions will start, you know, when the NFL wants to give you guys more calls and everything like that. But not this week. Lions are paying the thump down on your sorry team. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Grifka thinks and knows and predicts that the Giants will be absolutely struggling. I think they are going to be a nightmare too. Uh, when they come in our house, we're going to have a, a a good record. The crowd's going to be into it. Um, Eli Manning is a scarecrow statue back there, an absolute just piece of crap. Like I think that he's going to get ate up by our D. And uh, man, I just think that this is going to be a nasty football game. I love the score you put on it, Grifka. Let, let me up you one. Let, let me let me have the Lions put up a forty burger on these bums. Let's let's give our Lions forty. Uh, <laughs> let's even crank it up another notch. Let's go Lions forty five, Giants ten. <laughs> forty five ten. Let's go. Yeah, boy, kick it, man. Yeah, just kick kick them all the way back to Jersey. It's like whatever. <laughs> get, get out of here, Giants. Gosh, Absolutely, man. I, I don't see any players on their team that really scare us offensively. I don't see any real game changers defensively. Um, just see kind of a, a team that will basically be playing for a top pick. They will be probably changing quarterbacks, if not before that game, soon after. And, uh, yeah, they got a long road to go before they're good again. So um, that's going to be a beat down. Yeah. Well, let's put it this way. We both have lines, you know, on a three-game win streak. Um, Cornbread! Exactly, and then they're going out to Oakland. John Gruden, Chucky, with that team, I'm not quite for sure where Oakland's going to be. They picked up Antonio Brown. Um, They got a couple of good defenders in the draft. What what do you think about this game, Derek? Grifka, at the end of this game, man, I'll be saying something like this. Yeah! 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 Like... 
like I'm so fired up for Hard Knocks, Griffka. I think that this is going to be super entertaining to watch Gruden, Mike Mayock, all the different skill players they have on that team. We are going out to Oakland. You know, the weather's going to be good. I mean, the the Raiders are not going to be good. I, well, I I can see the Raiders being serviceable this year, meaning like they're going to have some I think Antonio Brown will be good. I think that you know, Josh Jacobs is a pretty good talent. I think that um, Terrell Williams, another one of my favorite players, you know, um, with a lot of upside. So I think they got players on that side of the ball, but it comes down to, you know, will their quarterback be not only consistent, but dynamic enough to get it done as well as, you know, who do they really have on this defense? You know, it's a lot of mid tier guys or guys they're trying to sort of, you know, make into players, but there's not many blue chippers on that defense. So again, weather being good. Yeah. Oakland's hostile environment, but this is another one where I see the lions going out and putting up mid twenties and their defense being able to handle most people. And like, I'll be interested to see slay against AB cause uh, you know, it's a good matchup. Antonio Brown's no joke, man. This guy is uh, the real deal. I think he's still got, you know, a good three plus years left of, of top end type talent. So this one, you know, I, I started thinking it was going to be a blowout, but then I remembered the, the Raiders are somewhat retooling and putting some things together. So let me go ahead and give this 20, 27 to 21 lions. Well, man, going out West with a big W there for the lions, man. Uh, once again, man, you know me, East Coast team going West Coast. Well, going out to the West Coast at four o'clock start. That's always dangerous, always dangerous, <laughs> especially going to play at the black hole. It seems like I've seen other years where, you know, Oakland hasn't been that good. Detroit's went out there and they've really struggled. They've come out with W some years and you know they've stubbed their toe on other in other years as well. John Gruden, Griffin, like, I got to stop you. I got to stop you. Tell, explain to me and the people about your previous years you always bring up like do you really think like four years ago against Oakland uh, at four o'clock on a preseason game or whatever it was do you think that really matters because I I always hate when you say well the Lions have always struggled at this place it's like what what does that really matter now nothing it means a lot I mean it's it, it happens I mean for the years of the Lions struggled in Green Bay I mean we all saw that um Detroit's another place no matter who's on the team no matter whatever they struggle in Denver Always. I, I don't know why. They just do, no matter how good or how bad they are. It doesn't matter who's on the team. It, it, it just it just what happens. So, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. That's such a dumb well, take. I agree like, with you. It oh, they just uh, they why just why don't play good. That like that's, it probably that's matters. Comes in East Coast team going west. That I mean, that's why. I mean, that's just why it happens. I mean, yeah, but a, a, a no bad one. East Coast team going west will lose to a good West Coast team. But, yeah, a good East Coast going west doesn't mean you're going to lose because of the coast. It matters what kind of team you have. Well, I see your point. But once again, this is my take. So, I mean, <laughs> let me finish. Um, so, you have going out there winning, was it 27-24 you had, I believe? Um, yeah. I don't know if the game has passed John Gruden by. I know he's stuck in it with that ESPN. He was always doing that quarterback camp thing where he'd always bring the young quarterbacks in and they'd, you know, watch tape. So I don't know because, like you always hear, some people think the game may have passed him by. 
and they have retooled some. They got Jacobs, they got Brown. Don't know if Derek Carr is that dynamic enough to, but me, once again, I'm going to go with the East Coast team going West. I think this is one where the Lions stubbed their toe and we're kind of shaking our head at them going, how do you lose that game? And they lose it on, you know, one of those last second field goals. They lose this game. Um, I'm going to say 21-20 to Oakland. So my first half, I have the Lions finishing up at five and three. What, you have them at six and two? Grifka, you just ended this podcast, this first half predictions with us losing to the Oakland Raiders. Did you really do that? Yeah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> like that makes that makes no sense. That it's just it's a game where they 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 lose it and we don't know why and we're kind of left shaking our head going, yep. Yeah. So that's it's, it's okay. I mean, it happens. Don't worry. There's a game but, in the second half where they you know it's like we think they may lose and I'll. And I'll, and I'll go the other way, saying, uh, you know, it's a game they win. We don't know why. So, you know what I think that is, Grifka? That's just me no, watching the lines for years and years and knowing how they actually play? <laughs> no, that's that Grifka loser mentality. <laughs> Striking its head again, where it just, because it happened in the past, because, I don't know, the cards are the, in, in line or the sky is falling, that you just think, happenstance will block the that's loser mentality for this. I'm going to get you past that someday. Until then, i got to play your theme music. Okay, that's fine. I'll live with it. And if, yeah, don't All get right. me wrong, I want them to win, but I just I, I don't know. So I just uh, I'm gonna pick them to lose this one. You know that may change when we you know come come the year while we're actually doing the predictions game by game, breaking them down even more. So, but right now I have Detroit losing this game. Everybody, what Grifka just did was tactfully cover himself on both sides. He's been known for this. I called him out in the past where he'll say the Lions are going to lose. But if all these other things change, I, I could see them also winning. That way, if you call him out and after the Raider game and, and say, well, yeah, look at what Antonio you did. Brown's he'll say, hurt and Derek Carr's <laughs> hurt and like everybody's hurt and Oakland's like doesn't have any wins. I'm not going to predict them to win 21-20. I'm not stupid. But then... You know, if the Lions are throwing up mad points every week, like you said, they're putting 40 burgers on everybody and their defense is shutting down everybody. Well, yeah, naturally it's going to change, but we haven't seen any preseason games yet and we haven't even hit, hit the season yet. So, yes, things can change. So it yeah, happens. I'm just letting the I'm just letting the people know that you're you've been known to say a real aggressive take like this, that we're going to lose to the freaking Oakland Raiders, but then say, oh, but well, we might win. I, I have to wait and see. I mean, that's that's I you're not my only buddy. I got millions of people that do that that way. Like if the Lions go get blown out, you're like, I told you so. And if the Lions go play great and win, you're like, remember, I, I said they might have a chance. It all depended, you know, so just uh, well, just at, calling at you out point, there. At but. this point in training camp, you know what, three <laughs> days in. I have them losing this game. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So let's go ahead and close this show up, Griff. Cause so we got, we got through the first half basically of the season. There is that early bye week. And like you said, I'm at six and two there. Uh, you have, I'm at five and three, five and three with that terrible end prediction that you had. Um, I, I think it's going to be really interesting. I mean, I remember last year when we did this, you know, it was kind of like you do eye up these games and think one thing, and then it is kind of different in the season. But that's why it's so fun to do these way out and to totally drink the Kool-Aid and throw out these great predictions and, and be aggressive with it. So six and two for me, five and three. Uh, Grifka right now, uh, we are going to 
take a pause and we are going to come back on Friday morning and we'll have the, uh, the rest of the slate, man, down the stretch. Lions heading down the stretch. We'll see how they can build off my record and Grifka's and see where they end up when this is all said and done with the Detroit Kool-Aid uh, season prediction. So, Grifka, with that being said, man, the people are on braided breath. They're waiting. They want to know. Do you have anything else for the people? Uh, nope. Everybody, thank you so much. Hit subscribe. Please do us a favor. Sometimes we shout this out. Me and Grifka aren't the best at promoting or being on Twitter all day. But if you could either get at us on Twitter and, and ask us questions, check us out, hit it, give us a follow. Or we really want to get our iTunes rating up, uh, get more ratings. We have really good ratings, <clears throat> except T-Swizzle3, who's the only guy that gave us a bad rating. So what we want to do is Trump. T-Swizzle 3 and keep getting those good ratings. So if you can take uh, less than a minute, you just jump onto iTunes. You give us a, a five-star review. Tell us what you like about the show. That helps us get some feedback and know what you like, don't like, and lets me and Grifka keep uh, improving the show, working on it as we can. So really would appreciate that. And uh, yeah, everybody, we'll check you back here Friday for another episode of the Detroit Kool-Aid Cast. Take care, everybody. We're out. Drink it in, man.